the Forerunners Podcast. On part two of our interview with Crystal Harper, we'll learn more about Ignite Running, the company she started to help people become runners. Let's jump right in. Enjoy. There we go. We're back with Crystal Harper. And this time, we're going to talk about Ignite Running. So, you got into running several years ago. You were um, part of the JNA training team. You yes. mentioned Ryan Conrad. Um, Ryan Conrad, when he was on the show previously, had mentioned that one of the things that came from, one of the beautiful things that came from the JNA training team or kind of blossomed from it was Ignite. So, what made you, what, where was the idea of Ignite born? It was born um, in its very early infancy, the day that I did that first half marathon that I talked about. So when I crossed the finish line, it was honestly, this might sound silly, but it was one of the proudest moments of my life. I I really did not think I could do it. I had some setbacks that I had to work through. um, And then again, being so fresh out of chemo, um, I just didn't think I could do it. And when I did it, I, Ryan was waiting there at the finish line and I gave him the biggest hug and I just melted and I cried my eyes out (laughs) Yeah, and it was the best feeling. And so after once things kind of settled down, I was like, Oh my God, Ryan, you have the best job in the world. How did you get into this? Like, I want to be you. (laughs) I want to do this. So he really became my mentor and talked me through it. And, um, I got coach certified and, and then once it came down to actually planning things for Ignite and how to work different things. And, um, you know, he would always sit down and have coffee with me and just kind of help me walk through things and make sure that I wasn't making any mistakes that maybe he had made or he had seen in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, So so really it was on that day. I was just thinking like, this is the coolest thing ever. This is the best feeling. And I want to be able to provide that for somebody else that maybe doesn't think that they can do it because they can. Yeah, that is... um... I told, I've said it on the podcast before, when my daughter ran that mile at the Norfolk Harbor half last year, she literally, she's only 12 years old, but she said that's the proudest moment of her whole, of her whole life. Yeah, it's Because when you do something hard that you don't think you might, you might not be able to do, mm-hmm. there's just something about it. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Is she, does she get into running after that? No. She likes comfort. I like comfort and she... She takes after me, but she, she is way more willing to run, especially if there, there was a race coming up with mm-hmm. a mile, she'd be way more willing to run. But my wife and my daughter don't really want to go out in the sun during the summer. I get that. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> like, they don't like, they don't like, uh, sweat. They don't like the sun, uh, the heat from the sun. They don't like any of that. So <laughs> they, they. I think Piper will be more open to going out, and she'll really need to because she's going back to school, and they won't really be able to do PE. So, yeah. um, you know, running will become become a little bit more important to make her do. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, that's one thing that you and I are different on because I, I hate comfort. Oh, um, man. I'm a big advocate for being uncomfortable. <laughs> that's where all the great things happen is in your uncomfortable zone. There is incredible truth to that Mm -hmm. um i will do things that are uncomfortable but i don't like it though 
So, no one likes it until you're done. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Um, so, coach certification. Um, are you? Is it R R R R R C A? So yeah, Road Runners through that one. Club of America. Yeah. So, how would you get certified? So you have to kind of keep your eye out for their courses. Um, they fill up really fast. I actually think they're doing them all virtually right now. So if anyone's interested in doing it, that's the best way probably. Yeah, because you don't um, have to wait for something to come to your town. Right, and I had to travel. There was yeah. nothing in Virginia at the time, mm -hmm. so I went to Maryland. Um, but yeah, I, I got into a course. It was a two-day course, um, full days, both, both days, and just jam-packed with information. So you have to get through that. You have to do CPR and first aid certifications, and then you have to pass a test. Mm -hmm. um, once all that's done, then you're certified. And I learned a whole lot in that class, mm -hmm. um, so it was good. It was I think it was a little bit more geared toward coaches that wanted to do like marathon training. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew going into it, that's not what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to focus on beginners and then and you know the people that were like me that started from nothing and worked their way up. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just that's. Those are the people that um, maybe would never have tried running. So I want to bring more people into the running community. Yeah. So let's let's use that as a segue into what is Ignite Running. So Ignite Running is a beginner's run team. It's meant for anyone who has either never ran before and has always been curious about it and maybe a little bit intimidate we have some awesome run groups around here we really really yeah. do um i think some people are still a little bit nervous to go out to that first session mm -hmm. and once you do you're usually made to feel so comfortable mm -hmm. and you want to keep coming back but it's getting you out that first time mm -hmm. so when you know that you're surrounded by other people that are beginners and have never ran before then i i it makes you feel a little bit more comfortable yeah so it's again people that have either never ran before or have ha or have had a long time off from running yeah um so people that maybe liked running in high school and they haven't done it since um and we have people all shapes and sizes all ages uh the youngest person we've ever had on a team she was 25 mm -hmm. and the oldest was in their 70s all so right. yeah it's just a, a very welcoming group um we just we love to bring new people in yeah. and show them how much fun running could be i think it's a great idea because when you start running, like, say, when I started running, I just got, like, busted up. Because I had no clue what in the world I was doing other than YouTube videos. And if you go to YouTube videos, it's just a bunch of different opinions. So you don't yeah. really know what's, what you're doing. Like, you got, you've got professional people with different philosophies telling you two different things. Mm -hmm. So you're really doing all these different things and just hurting yourself. So to have to to become interested in running and have guidance like that from somebody that you can see and talk to and reach out to is it's an incredible resource. Um I would I would recommend that to any of my friends who don't run now yeah. that that are running like find somebody to to teach you what you're what to what to do. Absolutely. And like you said, it, there's a lot that comes with it when you're getting into it. And I think the biggest thing is a lot of people have this all or nothing mentality. I'm going to go out and I'm going to run this speed and I'm going to do this distance. 
and then they they can't they mm-hmm. they fail because no one can do that right off the bat you just can't your body's not built that way most people's bodies aren't built that way yeah. so then they feel defeated and don't want to do it anymore mm-hmm. and it you know it's sad um so we really ease people into it and make it enjoyable and fun and we build this again very welcoming team-like atmosphere where everybody's encouraging each other so yeah. it's just different yeah i think it's beautiful i i think it's um I think it's also unique. Like, um, it's not, I feel like that is not an easy kind of group to find. Um, where it's like, if you've never run before, or if you feel way out of shape, mm-hmm. this is the group for you. Yes, that's, exactly. I think that's awesome. I started noticing it because when I was half marathon training, I was um, kind of just posting my updates, my weekly updates on that for my long runs. And I had so many comments saying, man, I wish I could do that. Mm-hmm. And I'd always be like, well, you can. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not that easy. And there's a big mental aspect that we talked about before that comes with running. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually found that when we started coaching people, that was harder to coach people through than the physical stuff. People yeah. could get through the physical stuff and that was fine. But it was the mental insecurities or um, things that... that people would talk to us about and it's like man I didn't learn this in my (laughs) coaching certification class (laughs) Um, when I had Rob Hunter on Rob Hunter was was my coach with Endeavor Um, one of the things he talked about was uh, one of the most important jobs in in coaching is helping your uh, your athletes believe that they can do something they don't believe they can do yes and it's so funny because I got I got a little hurt before my last marathon, and I literally my last long run was 16 miles before my marathon. Oh no! So I lost like my confidence, legitimately plummeted to like zero. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna toe the line, but I'm probably not gonna finish here. And uh, I'd get on the phone with with Rob like the night before. I would I was on the phone with him at packet pickup, and he was you know he just he would say like dude, you're going to do this. Like, you'll totally be fine doing it. Like, um, and he'd give me logical reasons why he thought that I could do it. And it was a really important Mm -hmm. aspect of my success. Um, or even of me being brave enough to, to toe the line is, is helping people understand they can do things that they doubt they can do. Yes. So that, I think as a coach, that quality is invaluable and possibly like you're saying you discovered might be like the most important part yeah it really is and and that's sometimes it just takes one other person believing in you to make you believe in yourself it's so powerful Mm -hmm. it's so powerful i think uh you know my wife and and rob were and through the last year have been like just just the energy of their encouragement and belief in you is like it's just a game changer it really it makes is. me a little bit emotional thinking about it yeah it's just uh it's powerful yeah. like even now like i'm like babe i'm gonna drop out of the 50k that i signed up for she's like uh no no you're not and i was like i just don't i don't even want to do it and she was like but you do want to do it yeah <laughs> i'm like okay so like i'm trying to drop out she won't let me because she believes that i can do it even though I don't. And that's like amazing to have in your life. So just to be able to be that for somebody, you know, like, like you said, 
right away when you noticed uh, how Ryan was for you, you know, and wanting to be that in other people's lives. I mean, that's incredible that you have actually pursued that and become that for, yeah. for so many. And I feel like everyone needs that in their life. I mean, I don't have any experience with this, but I'm sure even the most elite runners need that sometimes. And as you just said, you were training for a marathon and mm. you know, you still needed that reassurance. So, um, obviously if you're just getting into something that's brand new and scary all by itself, then, you know, you, you need that. And it, it certainly doesn't hurt. Yeah. I mean, I think that's an incredible aspect. And like you said, you learned it fast that, that oh, some yeah. people need. Oh yeah. So you, um, you guys do your coaching in kind of like training blocks, it seems like, or seasons of, of training. Is that how you describe it? Yeah, I would say a, a season is probably the best way to put it. So um, we did, we've did we done two seasons so far, yeah. so we're still brand new at this and kind of figuring out as we go. Uh, the first season, we trained for the Norfolk Harbor Half 5K, and the second, we trained for the Shamrock 8K. Um, and so it was a little bit of an increase. So we had some people spill over from that first team into okay. the second team, but we were really kind of shooting for brand new people. Cause that's the point. That's the goal is to bring people in, make them realize that you can do this. You can get to that finish line. You, you are now a runner. Now go join these other clubs that are all out there. Mm -hmm. You can do it now. Yeah. Um, so you don't have to feel intimidated. Go go see how amazing our running community is here in Hampton Roads. Um, now, of course, we love our runners, so we always welcome them back if they mm -hmm. want to. And, um, you know, there's some time between the seasons. Yeah. So um, I know some people kind of found that they fell a little bit out of shape and they wanted to rejoin for that reason. So uh, we don't turn them away. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, the goal is to really keep on churning much. out new runners. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, Pumping them out. I think it's just going to be... <laughs> Um, I think it's just going to be natural, probably, that y'all just have recurring uh, athletes come on, <laughs> come on in. But uh, yeah, and you'll also naturally just keep continually have new people come in to try to learn how to run. Yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, how do the seasons look? Are you gonna? Are you guys planning on um, building the seasons kind of around the JNA races? Since JNA kind of has a couple, like, I mean. Throughout the year, you can expect JNA races. Is that how is that how you guys plan on going? Or? Yeah, and and JNA, um, they just put on such a good after party, which I think is important to try to suck those new runners in. <laughs> yeah, um, you get past the finish line, and people are celebrating, and they're dancing, and they're you know there uh, there's a beer festival at the Crawling Crab, and mm -hmm. um, so it's just about the experience, and it's addicting. Yeah. So um, not every ra race is like that. Uh, so that's why we've kind of stuck with JNA and um, being an ambassador for JNA, I, I love them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, did you asked me what the season is going to kind of start to look like, though. Well, well, we can get into okay. that because times are changing. Yes, they are. <laughs> so I mean, everybody's having to, everybody in every profession, mm -hmm. in every aspect of the world, is having to adapt. It's somehow. crazy times right now. It is that's for sure. It's the wild west, and uh, but a lot of great things are happening. Things that I think, I know they're not the best for the racing world, but there are things that I think are some adaptations that I think will last. Mm -hmm. I think challenges 
are awesome. Yes. And I think those will continue just because um, they boost your training and they give you something other than like trying to come in on podium or something like that. Just a difficult accomplishment or a difficult achievement to try to accomplish are, are great things that I think have come out of that. So you guys are probably going to have to adapt a little bit over yes. the next few months and you probably already have a little bit. So what, what what's it going to look like um, in the coming month, months or as things open up for you guys? So I'm going to rewind back to Shamrock really quick. Um, so that's what we were training for and obviously Shamrock had to get canceled and for good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, you know, our runners had put nine weeks into their training only to be told the race was not going to happen. So um, they all ended up doing their five mile run anyway, which I think we were talking about this a little bit offline, but that's more of an accomplishment than having the crowds cheering for you and having people there fueling that adrenaline. You're doing it on your own. So uh, yeah. you know you can do it now. Yeah. Um, after that happened, we had talked to our team a little bit. We felt really bad. And uh, they're so understanding. They know it's not anyone's fault. It is what it is. But we just felt awful. Like, that's not what they signed up for. Yeah. So we decided to continue virtually training them. So we were still pumping out training plans. Um, some of them had expressed interest in doing a 10K now. They, mm-hmm. they did the 8K, been there, done that. Let's do a 10K. Um, there was a few scheduled for early summer. And at the time everyone kind of expected things to get back to normal yeah a little bit quicker than they are right now so um once they had been kind of trained for the 10k we realized that's not a reality and just kind of you know fizzled out a little bit yeah um after that we toyed with a bunch of different ideas um with doing it virtually and and some other ways like businesses have been so creative and it's really cool to see and Mm so our our wheels were spinning and we were trying to think of what to do next and what it came down to is that there are a lot of coaches and a lot of running companies locally that depend on this business and putting out those challenges like that's their job that's how they make an income Mm -hmm. and for us ignite was never that we have never made a penny on ignite Mm -hmm. so um we do charge for the membership and that was only because um, I had a different mentor, not Ryan. Somebody else tell me that like, you kind of need to charge just to hold people accountable. Yeah. Um, and we just bring all that money back into the team one way or the other. I'll tell you what, when I spend money on something, I'm way more serious about exactly. it. Exactly. I'm not lying. Exactly. A gym <laughs> membership, anything. So you're not going to quit if you spend some money on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was... It was, we did not need it. We both have full-time jobs that we were so fortunate to be able to keep through the pandemic. Um, so we decided to just hold off, lay low for a little while. Um, with all that said, I, <laughs> I actually had somebody reach out to me on Instagram that I, I didn't know this woman at all, but um, she had said something like what I told you earlier. Um, man, I wish I could do that. I wish I could run. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? Send me a message. <laughs> yeah. So I, her and I talked back and forth for a little while and I told her all these tips and, and things to look for getting started and how to kind of ease into it. And it felt really good and it made me realize I miss it a lot. Yeah. So Brad and I have been talking a little bit about, you know, what's next? Like this, the situation we're in right now might end up being a pretty long-term thing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if we really want to do this, you know, let's let's think of something. So 
the virtual run coaching, um, there are some obstacles that we'd have to overcome with that. It's going to be hard to not see our runners and have that personal connection. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's ways to get around it. So we're, we're thinking of ways to nice. overcome. And I don't have a solid answer for you yet, yeah. but um, it is in the works. Yeah. I mean, that's what everybody's, everybody's stuff yeah. is in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen that you have kind of, you've kind of been participating in some of the virtual races that, that, that have been coming around. I have been. Yeah. I saw, I think you completed the Dog Days of Summer series, didn't you? Yes. So my original hope was to get my dog in good enough shape, the little one, um, to run them all with me, but um, it was too hot for her. So she gets tired after a mile now in this heat. Um, so she, she cheated a little bit for that picture. <laughs> she yeah. didn't really earn her medal. <laughs> gotcha. That's funny. But no, it was good. It was, and, um, I love that some of the virtual races support different charities and yeah. that one went to a humane society. Mm-hmm. So, um, it kind of gives you a reason to get out and train and make sure you stay in shape and it's for a good cause. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, they've been helpful for, for a lot of people. Um, you've got to, some people just need to have a day planned where they need to go all out Mm -hmm. to train for that. You know what I'm saying? So it is easier to have a, have people cheering you on. Oh, absolutely. I miss that. I think we all do. But we've mentioned already on the podcast and off air, there is something to be said about finishing a virtual race at at any distance Mm -hmm. because you, you, you underestimate the power of a crowd and of racing other human beings. They both, the support from a crowd and racing human beings elevates your effort. Yes. So if you can run, if you can run a 5K all out by yourself, you're a bad person. I mean, you're, that's amazing. I couldn't do it. I went out for a virtual 5K and quit that jank in the middle. <laughs> I'm not it's even been lying. tough. No, I I hear you. <laughs> and I was in good shape too. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm then, struggling too a little bit. Not only that, but we've seen people do half marathon virtuals, and we've seen people and people plan on doing it still. Twenty six point two mile virtual runs. <sighs> That's just crazy. We've even I I did one. That was ended up being thirty miles in twenty four hours. Like. That was tough. Yeah. I was dying by the end. That kind of stuff is so hard on its own, and you take away that support, and I give those people so much credit. Even the thought of a half marathon by myself seems really daunting. I'll tell you this right now. This this segment is a shout-out to anybody who does a virtual race because you are – you've got the will of steel. So (laughs) I'm – and I look up to that. Yeah, I, mean, I do too. It's it's tough. It definitely is. But you have to find something to keep you motivated. Um, mm-hmm. And again, going back to the good causes that they a lot of times they support. So yeah, yeah, it's fun. And you get a medal. So <laughs> let's um, let's get into some of your favorite things. Okay. Let's let's start easy. What's your favorite color? My favorite color has to be like a maybe a teal or. Uh, That's a good color. Teal. I also like seafoam green. Those are those are close. You know, I kind of stuck at like this favorite things kind of thing. Oh, but questions. you got to get good at it fast, because there's a lot more coming. Okay, all right. So Whew. I think colors is corny, but I still like it because everybody has a favorite color. 
Um, For me, it like depends on my mood though. Like I also really like peach, and so that's why I'm so, so bad at these. Oh, so you like. You're fond of multiple things, yeah. is what you're saying. It's hard for me to pick one thing that I that is like a favorite of anything. I shouldn't say of anything, but I'll, I'll be in a crowd of my friends, and I'll be like, something will come up about my shirt, and I'll be like, yeah, this is like my best green shirt, and the whole crowd will be like, that's gray, <laughs> and I'm like, this is green. And we literally have a color finder on our phone to settle arguments, and I'm always wrong. I'm always wrong Are you about color colors. Blind? I don't know. You must be a little bit. I might be a little bit, or bad judgment. What about that? Remember the the dress? <laughs> I I don't understand how that that even works. I don't understand how you saw two co- how anybody saw two different colors. The I'm dress. team gold on that one, the, but we won't for start real. That. Yeah. What did you see? White and blue. Oh no! It was like gold is. Yeah, I don't know. Me. That stuff's crazy. That's an interesting conversation. I wish that Facebook could go back to having those kinds of. So do arguments. I. Yes. <laughs> those that was like the most controversial thing at the time. Yes, I have. I I'm pra- I'm like um, I've gone like a month without having any Facebook arguments. Yeah. And I it's... tend to get in them, so I've been being very good. I took a little Facebook break for a while. Mm-hmm. I needed the mental health break yeah. from it <laughs> i know my my wife literally doesn't go on anymore yeah. she can't she can't handle it yeah, so it's been tough all right but anyway i know this might be tough for you but what's your favorite movie okay so that i just don't have one i'm just what, gonna do you I, have movies that you're don't. fond of um one that i that i guess kind of sticks out to me is um the butterfly effect have you seen that with Ashley yeah Fletcher. that jank's crazy um yeah it like kind of it gives you something to think about. So you about. like so, complex stuff. So yeah, I like um, thrillers and and things that kind of like make you think. Yeah. So I like that one. I also really like the Imitation Game, which is like totally different. Genre, I haven't seen that one. That's a good one. I I recommend. Um, who's in that? Do you know, do you remember? I cannot think of his name right now. Gotcha. We'll find out later. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite route to run when you're training? Um. When I'm training, I really like, uh, I, I feel like I'm in the minority for this, but I really like the boardwalk route and then down to like the boat ramp on, what is it, 64th Street? Yeah, I hear a lot of people say they don't like that. So you might really be in the, the I minority. am, and I know there's no shade and it's hot, um, but it's just a set distance and there's a lot of other runners and um, it feels very safe. Um, yeah, and I, I like it. There's something about running by water too. It feels like you're like connecting with nature a little bit. I love being by the ocean. Yeah. Absolutely love it. I grew up in upstate New York, um, then spent time in Texas and Arizona and Wyoming. And so now I'm like, any water I can get, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm all about it. Yeah. But, but the safety thing is really big too. Yeah. I don't know if we can pivot a little bit. Oh yeah, we can. So, um, uh, a, a runner, I can't think of her name off the top of my I think it was um, something with an S, but she just got killed last week. I've seen that. I've seen that on some running stuff. That hit me hard because I actually had something, I, I probably won't go into details about yeah. what happened to me, but last week I, like that could have been me. I had a man follow me home um, and it was absolutely terrifying. Um, and so when I saw that story come out, it, it really kind of just hit me hard um and I made a lot of changes so it's sad that we have to have these conversations but I went out and I bought 
a pepper spray. Actually, I have it with me. Oh, <laughs> I just like bring it everywhere now. So it just like goes around your wrist. And it's I can just for run running. It. Oh, I it's saw that at running, running etc. Okay, I got it off Amazon. I think Running Etc. has has it. Maybe they don't. Maybe I'm plugging something wrong. That they probably do. I think if they, they do, don't. I, they should. <laughs> I saw it just the other day. I think. So I did that. I turned all my Strava to private. Yeah. Um. I set my watch so that it it'll email my location. It'll do like the live track, um, to the people yeah. that I choose to send it to, and and yeah, I just Jesus. made a lot of changes. It was terrifying, and I just think that. Everyone needs to be really um, aware yeah. of where they're Vigilant, running. Yeah. And Eyes open. So, so yeah, boardwalk is like nice, safe, like lots of people around. And it was in the middle of the day too, yeah. the thing that happened to me. Really? Yeah. So, in daylight? Day. Daylight. It was like five o'clock at night, which is, you know, at this time of the year, it's still really bright. So um, that's, people are bold, man. Yeah. And, and I just I, wanted to put that plug out yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are, those, we are actually going to have a guest on Forerunners. That goes through that goes over runner safety. Oh, good. So it's gonna be it's gonna be good stuff. I um, I always get comments on Strava talking about how careful I need to be because I run in Portsmouth and I run like all over the place here. Mm -hmm. um, I generally don't have a fear, but there's a big difference between r running as a man and running as a woman. Unfortunately, it's so yeah. true. I mean, uh, so yes, to our listeners. You got to be vigilant. I remember sitting on my, on my porch, and I have a neighbor that walks her dog. I have lots of neighbors that walk their dogs, <laughs> but a man came up to her while she was on that sidewalk out front, and said, "How you doing?" And she was, uh, she he was on his bike, and he had stopped to talk to her, and she was like, "I'm doing all right, but you better step away right now." And all I saw was these bright flashes. And she had busted out her, the taser she no was carrying way. and zip zapped it twice. She was like, I'm doing all right, but you better move on. Zip, zip. I was like, oh, snap. She, she's not playing. Good dude. for her. Yeah, she was ready to defend. So. Yeah, it's it's scary. The world is just a scary place right now. And you yeah. just, you know, a lot of people are saying things like, um, how about we don't teach women how to protect themselves? We teach men to whatever, you know. But yeah. but no, like you have to be careful. You're not immune to anything. And, mm -hmm. and it could happen. It could even happen to a man you know it, it could. could happen to anybody yeah. so um i would rather not that i'm like living in fear but i'd rather take a couple of those extra precautions, precautions yeah. you just never know yeah that's good stuff sorry to pivot so no far. it's good no that, that's good stuff we um well let's go back to uh, something that i said in part one that we'd get to your favorite race What's your favorite race ever that you've participated in? I think I already alluded to this a little bit. Crawling Crab. It had to be that first. Hands down. Getting that. Um, that will always have a special place in my heart. I feel like that's a race that, uh, let's say, I move away from the area, which I love this area. I don't ever want to yeah. leave. But let's just say that happens. I think that's something that I would come back for. Yeah. It's just so special to me. So. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't wait to run Crawling Crab. Everybody talks so positively about it. It's awesome. I think sometimes it gets um, like an unwarranted like bad rap almost because it, it's in October and so you have those like weird days in October that are really, really hot. Mm -hmm. But it's not always like that and it's such good energy and it's pretty scenic. Um, and even on the hot days, there's people with like ice buckets with towels and they'll pass them out as mm -hmm. you're running and it's a good race. I love it. Nice. And that's the one with the beer fest after. So yeah. you can't beat that. Nice. <laughs> um, what we talked, we alluded to this in episode one also, what are your go-to running shoes? Right now I have Brooks. 
Yeah. So um, I I have a little bit of a reputation in running, etc. Because I <laughs> they always make fun of me in there. Um, I go to the one in Virginia Beach, but I go in and I like to try on all the shoes because there's constantly new things coming out and I, I try them all on and I'm a little bit indecisive about it and they pick on me but um so I've, right now I'm in Brooks I've tried Hoka's not a huge fan of Hoka's they're mm -hmm. a little too cushiony for me yeah um I've tried Nikes to run in but I I seem to always kind of go back to the Brooks yeah I went into running etc like several weeks ago and Drew was there and helped me try on like a bajillion pairs of shoes. Aren't they amazing? They have yeah. so much patience. It, it was it was like he it it was so chill, mm -hmm. and I was like, I felt kind of bad because he, I really like New Balance eight eighties, but he showed me so many different shoes. I felt like I should give something else a try. Mm -hmm. So I went ahead and bought another pair of shoes, <laughs> and then I thought about it later. I was like, maybe I should. And I went back behind his back and turned him in <laughs> and got the 880. Well, now he knows your secrets. Out. I already told him. I already told him. He was like, yeah, I saw that you had done that. I was like, oh, snap. But That's yeah, they're, they're so helpful. It's um, over they're there. They're awesome. Right? So, I yeah. love, love, love them. Yeah. And anybody, I mean, the, the people in the, in the shoe, uh, in the running industry are, are just freaking great people. What is it about that? That's what sucked me in. I, I don't understand. If you're a runner, you're just an amazing person. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand either. Maybe it's that you just uh, run the run all the negativity out of your body. I, I guess know. so. Yeah, it was so much stress release. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have the best question that I came up with for you uh -oh. during this interview. Okay, hit me. What is your favorite weather to run in? Oh, that's oh, a good one. That is a good one. I, I like know. that. I'm even proud of that question. <laughs> So I, I am not a cold weather runner. Mm. I think I'm more of like a warm, um, it's been too hot lately. So when I was training for that half marathon, I remember, I, I think I told you I worked weekends. So I would get off my weekend forecast and this was end of August, September, October timeframe. And I would have to go do my long run on a Saturday and it would, you know, obviously increase in mileage. But I remember times that I would get done with my forecasts, talking about a heat advisory, saying, hey, like today's not a good idea to go do um, any outdoor, like strenuous activity, best to keep it for another day. Yeah. And I'd go out on the boardwalk and do my eight mile, whatever it was that day. Um, and I just got so acclimated, it didn't even phase me. Um, and of course I'd make sure I had water and all that, I was safe, but I'm like, Oh my gosh, like if people see me out here after I just told them not to do this stuff, like this is awful. Um, but I, uh, again, did it safely. So this summer I'm not as acclimated to it. Yeah. So I would say... This summer's been hot. It's been so hot. So um, so right now, perfect temperature would be like 75. So still warm, yeah. but not overbearing. Yeah. That's that's interesting. I didn't <laughs> expect that. Yeah, I don't, I don't ever expect people to say they like... To run in warmer weather. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm weird so, with a lot of there things. There are a couple people who do who just like warm weather running. So. Yeah, I really do. I the cold weather just I don't know. It's yeah. not my thing. Yeah. Well, it has been a true delight to hear your journey and to hear the way that you are helping other people start their journey. So, 
I really appreciate the time that you've given us and the way that you've opened up to us. Thank you. This has been so fun and I'm honored to be on your podcast. You've had some awesome guests and I just appreciate you asking. I keep having awesome guests, <laughs> including you. Thank you so much. In my time with Crystal, one thing that I noticed that really stood out to me is that she is not wasting her life. She is making the most of it. She's squeezing it out for all it's worth. She's pursuing her happiness. She's doing the things she wants to do and chasing after her dreams, which is really what Ignite Running is. If you guys know somebody who wants to run but doesn't know where to start, send them over to Ignite. You can find Ignite on Instagram at ignite.running. You guys should go give them a follow yourself. As summertime comes to a close, uh, I've chosen to share Haiku by Edwin Young. He is the leader of the Anti-Social Social Run Club. And this is what he says. Running on hot days, dehydration, cramps, oh my, must drink more water. Man, many of us are looking forward to those fall days and we can't wait. And as the summer comes to a close, so does this episode. So until next time, this is Danny, signing off. Godspeed. Godspeed.